Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Good morning. Um, Let's start out again um, as we do. Um, And if you're watching us on Facebook and you're at home, uh, you can do this there as well, is um, we're talking about being trained by Jesus. We're talking about being his students. Um, And so we want to take some time now uh, to really have that time where we're talking to Jesus on our own, um, that he can meet whatever needs we have right now. Okay, so it might be distraction. um, It might be fear. uh, You know, there might be anxiety. There might be a lot of different things that we just have to have kind of a little talk with. And and please speak to me. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and pray right now for a little bit and then we'll continue. Father, as we um, open your word today, I I pray for um, a soft heart. Um, I pray that um, regardless of what uh, we talk about, where we go afterwards, I pray that we um, love each other well, that we love our neighbors well. Um, I pray that you change our hearts and transform us. We know you're doing that. We know your Holy Spirit is doing that inside of us. And I just pray that, Father, we will... um, we will allow you to do that as well. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. And uh, just thank you for your grace. Thanks for your mercy. Thank you that you aren't making us um, earn our way to your love. God, thank you so much for that. We love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you can turn in your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 16. Okay, so again, as we just said before, we're talking about being trained by Jesus. What were the lessons that he taught? Uh, What were the lessons that he taught his uh, early disciples uh, that were passed along? It's interesting because the past few weeks, when when you think of um, Jesus working with people, and and I think that's what's really, really important here, is that we have to know who Jesus is, right? Because if if our mindset is we have some cultural definition of Jesus, or we have some negative connotation of Jesus, or, you know, we're just not sure, then everything he teaches after that is really tough to grasp onto because it can really seem either harsh or he doesn't mean it or something like that. And so what's really important to understand is, is that Jesus is coming down not as this angry guy that God sent down to earth because he was sick and tired of people. And they just had to, he just had to yell at them and lecture them. That's not what it was. It was, it was relational. It was one person at a time. It was, it was this idea of, of being able to sit down and, and talk. And it wasn't Jesus like sitting up in front of the class. It was this idea of really intermingling and talking. And what's, what I love most is there's, there's this implication when you read the New Testament, particularly the, the Gospels, okay? There's this picture that gets painted of Jesus as one of the most approachable people you can imagine. All right. So you have the son of God who would be so intimidating. Right. And he could be so like he's teaching very hard, really tough. Like getting to the heart of stuff of, of, of our mess. Right. 
And can you imagine him perfectly doing that? And at the same time, you're going, I, I'd like to be close to that guy. Wow, man. I mean, if there's anything, I mean, I think that is absolutely amazing. And so keeping that in mind, uh, so if you have kind of a skewed mindset of who Jesus is, is either somebody who just doesn't care or a guy that's just angry at you or something like that, um, you know, my, my advice is always sit down with somebody and learn who Jesus is because the past few weeks we've been digging into some of his teachings, some of the lessons that he taught um, on sin, which we, we hate that word. Although the, the truth of the matter is, is we all know for sure that we're a mess. Like we all know that, okay? And, but it's still hard to hear when, when we read about sin and we really start digging in. But really there's nobody that would go, no, man, I, I don't have anything wrong with me. I don't do anything wrong. Okay, but it's still hard to hear, right? And then even repentance, like last week we talked about it, repentance is so good. And, it, and it's such a gift, and it's, it's really this, this gift of mercy, okay? But even that, it can be so hard, right? It can be so difficult because it's just, it digs down deeply into our heart. And you know what's fantastic about that is that Jesus didn't come just so me and you would behave differently on Sunday. This is good news, okay, <laughs> is, is he didn't come and go, if y'all could just behave on Sunday. Have you ever noticed that? Like I grew up going to a church that was like, when you walked in the church building, you better behave, <laughs> right? And that was like, well, cool, you know, of course you behave. You don't, say, you don't say bad words in church, right? You look interested in church, like keep your voice down in church because God is, you know, and all of these things. But there's this whole idea of if my behavior was good for this period of time, then, then that's all God really requires of me. But you know what's crazy about that? And Steve, you shared it, and I love that you shared this, is that there's an emptiness to that, right? There's a, there's a time when life goes and we live like that long enough. And, and I, remember, I remember clearly having that in Tallahassee and going to church um, in, this was 1996, and going to church and sitting there, and this is, this is before I became a disciple. I was just kind of looking around, seeing where could I go. And I'm sitting in church, and I remember just feeling empty. Like feeling like, dude, what are you doing with your life, man? I mean, you have everything and you have nothing, okay? I mean, I didn't have anything to complain about. I didn't have anything bad going on. But it was just this emptiness because years of just behavior modification, just being a good guy, you know? And I remember sitting there, I remember looking around because, you see, I'd go to church Saturday at 5, right? Because that way I wouldn't have to wake up early on Sunday and you could go out Saturday night still. That was good news, right? Don't pretend like you don't think that would be fun. You guys are like, oh, no, don't say anything. <laughs> no, listen, we go. We're getting there at 5, we're getting out at 6, and then we're going out that night, okay? And I remember sitting there, and, and then this is the other side of it is, is once a month, the church would have this church-wide time of confession. You could come and speak to the priest. And so you'd go there on a, that usually was a Saturday morning, and you go there on a Saturday morning. I remember looking around going, we were just together a few hours ago. <laughs> like we were just doing stuff and no one's looking at each, no one's looking, you know, and it's just this emptiness. And then I'm sitting in church on that, that Saturday evening. I'm looking around, I'm going, we're all empty here. I mean, <laughs> this group is because we're just trying to behave a certain way on Saturday night at that point, right? 
but we didn't have any idea of following Jesus or well, I think in our, I think people want to, you know, I think there is that desire. And then there's that idea of like, I really didn't know what that meant. All I knew was if I went to church and I was like reverent enough, what I was going to do later that night wouldn't matter as much. Okay. And that's a miserable place to be. And sometimes, I, you know, you would think that would be a great place to be. It's horrible. Right. And so this is the cool thing. Jesus isn't just like, hey, y'all change your behavior. He's like digging into like that painful stuff. It's like, you know, if you debreed a wound when you're like cleaning a wound out, you know, if you don't clean it out, then it gets all infected. It doesn't heal. But it's that idea of sometimes it's painful. And so we're reading these things. And sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and go, this is hard. <laughs> this is really tough. And here's what I want to be sure of. OK, let's make sure that we aren't, I, I, you know, we're talking for a few minutes about these things. And so sometimes it can even come across as overly simplified, you know, depending on what's going on in your life. You may have nothing going on in your life going, oh, yeah, that's perfect. No, 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 that was great. And the whole world may be caving down on you and you're going, this is impossible to do this. OK. And so, again, what we're talking about, you know, we want to give these lessons, but this is why we need each other, too. OK, because there isn't any way to like tailor make something that's going to hit every single person. This is where we take these principles and then we have these conversations with one another and going, hey, man, there's some things that some of us are going through and it just might take months to work through. It might take years to work through. That doesn't mean you're not changing. That just means there are things in life that happen that are really hard, okay? And they're really difficult to navigate. So don't be discouraged by the idea of, man, are we supposed to just get this immediately, okay? Um, because it is difficult. But remember, this is, the, this is what helps me. Is Jesus is going, Keith, I, I am going to help dig this junk out of you. So on earth, you'll have life to the full and you'll be in my presence forever, those are two incredible things. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want for my family. That's all I want for the church. That's all I want is, is that right there, okay? And so remembering as he's talking about this, because he's going to hit a subject here in Matthew 16. We've heard this. Let's read it, though. We're going to read up, though, in verse 21, okay? Um, it says right here, uh, and just for some context, uh, this was um, right after Peter, Matthew 16, Verse 21, and this was right after Peter decided he was going to take Jesus off to the side to teach him something, all right? He felt like Jesus didn't quite have a grasp on things, okay? And so you can imagine how that went, right? Uh, you know, Peter's doing this, and, uh, and from then on, Jesus began here in verse 21, from then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples, he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed and be raised on the third day. And Peter took him aside and he began to rebuke him. Oh, no, Lord, this will never happen to you. Okay, now understand the emotion behind that. That's not like, hey, Jesus, no, really, uh, that, that can't happen to you. I just love you so much. It's like, no, come here. Come here, Jesus. <laughs> I need to teach you a lesson. Okay, he rebukes him, but he turned. Jesus turned and told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. Because you're not thinking about God's concerns, but man's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, and so again, picture kind of like, you know, just hanging out, like you're in this, just maybe around a meal or something like that, just talking. And Jesus goes, okay, okay, y'all saw what happened with Peter right there. Let's talk a little bit, okay? He says, then he said to his disciples, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life because of me will find it. What will it benefit a man if he gains the whole world, yet loses his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will reward each according to what he has done. I assure you, Jesus says, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay? This is as difficult as it gets, personally. Okay, I know for me, and let's be real, when we're talking about denying ourselves, this is as hard as it gets. This is the battle right here, okay? It isn't circumstances, it isn't the world, it isn't all of these things, okay? And so be aware of that because one of the things that helps me as things come up is I can get, just even studying about, just very defensive, Okay? And understand that there may be some things to be defensive about, but that may be like a smokescreen too. That may be just our own self coming up and going, no, 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 I don't want to look at this. And so we just have to have some courage to dig in and go, hold on, I know Jesus is teaching me this right now. Okay? And he says this, but why I started above that, okay? because that's really so important for us to grasp what happened before Jesus taught this idea of this lesson of selfishness, really. Before Jesus began this lesson of self-denial and discipleship, something happened ahead of, uh, ahead of time that we have to consider in our lives. Okay. It's what Peter did. It, it, it's the crux of this whole thing. It, it's when Jesus said, you don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. All right, and, and Steve brought this up, and I, and I think it's so important, is if we don't stop for a while... And think about that. It's easy to just cruise along and think, no, no, no. I'm, all my thoughts are God's thoughts. <laughs> all my thoughts because my intentions are good. And I think Peter's intentions were good. I think Peter's intentions were even based in uh, discipleship and even religion and all of these things. And follow, I think he was trying to do what's well. You want to know what? Here's, here's where we start digging in, okay? So if, if Jesus is going to start giving us this lesson on selfishness, okay, and denying ourselves here, we have to begin asking some questions, right? Like one of the questions that may be helpful is, are there any times that I second-guess God? Okay, and again, that's not a quiz to be answered immediately. Maybe you have something, all right? Like I don't know about this. And it's probably legitimate, okay? I remember, I don't even remember how long ago, we were doing some kind of like, I guess it was the rock wall, like climbing on it, and they were teaching you how to like put the ropes on you so you wouldn't fall and everything. And, and to go down, they said, you got to the top of this thing, and they said, well, just lay back. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel like that's going to work out well for me, okay? <laughs> because I'm like 30 feet up here, and everything in me is saying if I lay back, right? Gravity is not my friend right here, okay? And then you do it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. This is great. I'm glad you told me that, okay? Do we ever second-guess God? Like, we think everything about this doesn't seem right. It might be a hardship. It might be in a relationship. It might be just the way life is going. Uh, Me and you, we probably have the same expectation of life. It should never have a speed bump in it. 
right? If it ever does, then something's drastically wrong. It should never be under the speed limit. Like we expect life is always going to be 85 and no traffic. And then we get bumper to bumper in life and we're going, what happened? Like this doesn't feel right. I've got places to go. And we, it's very easy to begin like second guessing. God, do you know? God, do you know? And here's how you, you can know, okay? And again, I, I'm like, man, I, you're probably an expert too. I feel like I'm an expert in selfishness. <laughs> you know, I feel like I got this down pretty good, okay? And, and here's how I know, okay, is I begin justifying my bad attitudes. That, that's how I know. I'm second guessing God because I'm like, I don't like where I am right now. And so now it's okay for me to act out because I don't like where I'm at. It's like a child having a tantrum, right? I don't like where I am. So I'm not going to love. I'm not going to be patient. I'm not going to be kind. I'm not going to do any of those things because I'm just in a bad mood. Okay. And so it's this idea of we can second guess. We lose confidence. And so, you know, as, as we're thinking about this, is my mindset on the things of God or the things of man? What takes up the majority of my time, effort, and energy, right? It's easy to know. The things of man, the things of this world are eternal. They're going to go away. So that's material things. That's, you know, that's sin. That's money. That's all of, they're gone. They're not coming with us, Okay. And so this is my mindset on that or on God, right? So he starts this out and then he says, okay, guys, come here. If you want to follow me, and hopefully that, that statement kind of rings in our ears because I think all of us sitting here would say, absolutely, I want to follow you. Like, without a doubt, of course I want to follow you. And he's like, okay, but here, it's going to be horrible if you don't get this. Deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Now, here's the interesting thing about that is we have to pan out just a little bit and go, hold on, Jesus, what are you trying to do here? Because there is that idea of like this individual transformation, okay? But then there's this idea of, hold on, there's a bigger picture here. There's something he's trying to do in this place, okay? There's something that's happening. Turn over, you can hold your spot right there and turn over to uh, John chapter 17, okay? And we get to see... We get to see Jesus praying. And again, the the word, the the theme that keeps running through my mind as I was reading this is Jesus is running a full assault on individualism. And and I know this is really easy to do is to think, no, Jesus is about my life being good and me and and, and nothing bad happening to me. and, And it's me, 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 me. And he's going, no, no, I've got bigger plans. I'm trying to build something different. We see Jesus praying right here in John chapter 17, verse 20. He says, I pray not, uh, not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be one in us. So the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you've given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me. May they be made completely one so the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. All right, so we get to pan back and go, hold on a minute. Jesus is building something right here that's way above our pay grade, 
Okay, he's I'm building something that's going to be so incredible in this world that it's going to it is going to be filled with diversity and diverse, uh, just racially diverse, economically diverse, you name it, it, socioeconomically diverse, everything. And here's how the world is going to know they're going to come together and be one. Because what the world does when that happens, well, well, we know what the world does when that happens, right? When when you bring diversity together in the world. We know what happens, right? Is there's fighting and bickering and warring and name calling and hatred and all of these things, okay? So you see that, you see Jesus going, I'm building something here. Like, don't get all individualistic. I'm building something here. And, I, and, and we read right here is that he has this vision of his disciples all being different and coming together and not being one, like, uniformly one. Okay, but it's this idea of in Jesus, like we've said, no, you're who I'm following and we're going to love people because you loved us. All right. So it's really important that we get that idea. If you want another verse, you can write down 1 Corinthians 12. In verse 12, there's a section right there about the body of Christ. And so you get this idea. Jesus has this picture in his head that, listen, I'm putting this group, this community together. That's going to blow the world's mind when they see it. Okay. Now, here's what's happening. You want to know what, though? Christianity doesn't do that today, does it? We haven't done that today. Like the church hasn't had that kind of impact. You want to know why? My feeling is, is because we've done very good at behavior modification. And we've forgotten, and it's become very individualistic. It's like more about me and, and, and me protecting me instead of going, no, man, this is like I'm buying into Jesus's plan here. And he does have to dig through the junk that's in my heart. And you want to know what? He does have to dig through this nasty selfishness that I feel, honestly, I feel like when I am really thinking through this in my life, I feel like every thought I can have can have a selfish angle to it, okay? Now, don't let that overwhelm you. To me, that encourages me because I'm going, oh, I'm actually paying attention to this now when I wasn't, whoa, what a mess that is, right? But he's, he's just taking this idea. So we get a, a picture of what Jesus was going for when he says this. He says, listen, you have to deny yourself. And, and we have to go through all the self-words, okay? Uh, these are all the self-words that... Um, you know, I know, I, golly, self-indulgence. I, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about sex. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about self-indulgence. Like, it's just the idea of we just need more. <laughs> like, and I want it now, so I want it now, right? That can be materially, you know, consumeristically, sexually, whatever, right? Here's one, too. And again, what, what about this? Just, and I want you to just let it sink in, okay? Self-care. All right. Don't turn off your TV right now. Don't turn your camera off. Don't. I want you to think about that. Don't go, oh, Keith is about not having sex. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying, no, Jesus will care for me more than I can care for me. Okay. When I follow Jesus, my self-care is about me making me something. My self-care is about my leisure. Okay. I, Jesus is like, no, man, like we just got to let, we got to think about this because this, this really is something that goes through just the worldwide church, man, is this idea of, of that we have to have this. And, and, and I'm thinking Jesus is like, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me and you'll have some self-care. 
okay? Self-interest, this idea of, man, you know, do you have this or is it just me? That you can be like living your life and thinking everyone is interested in what you're doing and thinking. And, and we joke about it because like we take pictures of our food. Like check this steak out. And if you really take a step back, you go, wow, why is that a big deal? Like, I don't care what Tyler ate last night. Not that it wasn't good. I'm sure it was great. It was Bojangles, actually. Okay? But, but I'm just saying that, and again, going, oh, man, here's where, no, no. What, what I'm saying is this, is we've got to start crucifying self. We've got to start hitting these and going, hold on a minute, man. What would my social media account look like if I dealt with myself? And, and what people thought about me and making me look like something really good, right? Um, because here's the truth, man. You know what selfishness does? It, first of all, destroys relationships, you know. James 4.1, why are there quarrels among you? Because you want something and you don't get it. You have a selfish desire and you don't get it. And even when you pray about it, you don't get it because you want to use it for your own selfishness. Okay, I mean, James is nailing it, right? It's this, it's this idea of him going, hold on. Why? Because selfishness, you want to know what it does? It makes us unjoyful. It makes us unable to be encouraged at all. All right. I heard that years and years and years ago, and it took years to understand that. Selfishness inhibits encouragement because you can't encourage a selfish person because it's never enough. Right? It's never, you haven't said the perfect thing or, or hit the, hit the, exact spot that they want you to hit. There's always something else, okay? And so you have this idea, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. And so Steve got into this, right? He got into this in, 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 uh, in the communion, Galatians 2.20. Deny yourself and take up your cross, right? This is not getting easier. Who would want to do this? That's probably a good question to ask, <laughs> okay? That, we should be ans- asking ourselves that question. <laughs> Who would want to do this? All right. And again, it's going to point us back to who Jesus is, for sure. But this is the tough one right here, is when Paul writes, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Okay. So, who was Keith in 1997? In May of 97, who was I? Okay. Uh, I was a Florida State Seminole fan. Okay. Um, I was a jerk. <laughs> All right. Mike's like, nothing's changed. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, man, I was, I, I had opinions on everything, and I, I never disagreed with my own opinion. I was always right. I couldn't imagine why other people weren't right like me. All right? I treated people horribly. All right? I had very, again, like very strong uh, ties, whether it was to a university or to a political organization or something like that. And here's the interesting thing. On June 22nd, in 97, you want to know what? That person died. Okay? And that's what we have to ask ourselves, okay? If you're, I'm just saying, if you really honestly are still so wrapped up in the political process and you think that's going to help us, okay? I would encourage you to 
decide if you've died to yourself or Jesus' ways, okay? Because I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't heard anything from our government. I hadn't heard anything from any government that reminds me of Jesus' ways at all. There, nothing even comes close, man. It's completely the opposite, okay? But this is the tough thing because, he, he, and this is, if you want to get to the really superficial level, all right, it probably maybe even hurts us more when we talk about our favorite team. I was a Florida State Seminole fan. <laughs> Mike was a Notre Dame fan. Oh, got to die, bro. <laughs> and, and here's what I'm saying. It's not this idea of, oh, man, I got to, no, no. But it's this idea of, no, this isn't where my heart goes. You know, it's this idea of, of no, that, that was me. I'm Jesus' man now. See, in his kingdom, see, there, the fighting Irish can be in there. The Gamecocks can be in there. The Bulldogs can be in there. I mean, the Fresno State Bulldogs, okay? <laughs> the Seminoles can be in there, you know? And, and so why I say all that, because again, remember what Jesus is trying to build, and then look at what our allegiances do to us, right? Look at what it's done. Okay, it's, it's amazing. You, you just watch the country just since the coronavirus started. It's like we've just learned to hate each other in different ways. <laughs> it's just it's so funny because I'm like, hold on a minute. How, do I trust Jesus' way or the world's way? And everything in me might be going, this doesn't feel right at all. I don't know. Is this going to work? You mean one person at a time, Jesus? You mean, hey, it, yes. <laughs> I don't get to second guess Jesus. Like, there isn't another manuscript to this, right? There isn't some great author or some great podcast that came up with something going, yeah, there it is, right there. We're going, this is what he taught his people, right? And then Paul writes it, and he says, I've been crucified with Christ. Here's the funny thing about this is, is this may be the deepest struggle for each one of us right now, okay? And it may be coming out in different ways. It may be coming out this battle with self this battle with selfishness, this battle with things being about just us and me and how I look and how I'm perceived and all these things, it comes out in a bunch of different ways. And we have adult temper tantrums, right? We, we put our foot down. No, I'm not going any further, right? No, 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 no. And we, and we do that. We argue. We're, you know, listen, crying, that can be manipulative. That, that's hard to say. It can be, though. Going, what a jerk you are, Keith. I mean, what do you mean? You know, I'm going, no, 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 no. Believe me, it, it happens. Guys get loud and intimidating, and women often cry in, as forms of manipulation. Because here's the thing is, is no one wants to be in front of someone crying. Okay? And no one wants to be in front of somebody yelling. All right? And so in this battle, that may be where we're stuck right now. It's just this manipulation to keep ourselves okay, like protecting, going, Jesus, no, no, no. You, I don't want you in here. I don't trust that this is going to work. I don't trust you. Okay? I, I don't. And that may be what we're screaming to him, okay, as we're going through all of these things here. I have to die to my own opinion, to my wants and plans and desires here's what oftentimes can happen and again i'm just going to encourage you to write it down take a look at it okay here's and this is very subtle okay god here's my plan please open or close the door 
And then whatever that is, I want you to conform to my plan. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I think in the past four years, I've never heard one person pray and go, man, he just said no to that. Uh, like, <laughs> I really wanted that. He, you know, now that's over-exaggeration. There's, there's a couple, right? But mostly it's like, no, man, this is what I wanted. I prayed, opened doors. Oh, wow. That, that's, that's pretty amazing, you know? Um, but it's this idea of saying, hold on a minute, God, what's your plan? All right, that I can conform to. Okay, and I had to learn that with athletic training was my God's plan for me did not include that. That's a hard pill to swallow. That's a tough one. I mean, I spent a lot of years learning that. I liked doing that. I enjoyed doing that. Okay. And here's the deal is, is sometimes Sometimes maybe what you want to do is exactly what God's plan is. I'm, I'm not here to tell you like just to squash your dreams, okay? But it's how we enter into a relationship with God and go, God, what's your plan? Okay, what, what's your plan, okay? Remember, he had a talk in John chapter 20. He had a talk with Peter about that. He said, Peter, let me tell you, you're going to die one day. People are going to kill you like they killed me. I'm like, no, uh, Jesus, I was just asking like how much money I'm going to make next year. <laughs> Like, you don't have to tell me that, right? But he has a plan, and we've got to go, oh, what's your plan? Conform me to that plan. Okay. And that may be, that may be again, not maybe, it is this idea of denying self and going, oh, it's not about me. It's not about me. This isn't about me. It's not about what I want. It's not about my job. It's not about my money. Okay. So it's this idea of also dying to control, dying to controlling Things. This is what happens in life, I think, sometimes, is ourselves want to control things so bad things don't happen to people we love. Okay. And now, I'm not telling you to let your children play on, it, on 85 South. Okay. I'm not going, oh, no, no, they're good. I'm not controlling that at all. I'm like, no, parent them well. Okay. But I think we can. And, and you've got to examine this in you. You may be great at this. But I think it can be a temptation of ourselves. To go, I want to control so bad things don't happen to anyone I love. And, and when we take a deep breath, we go, you want to know what? Bad things are going to happen in our life. The, the difference, see, being a Christian doesn't keep you from having bad things happen. Or people getting diseased or dying or suffering or anything like that. The thing that's different is how we'll approach it. That, that's the difference. And trying to control situations that we can't, oh my goodness, isn't that tiring? And that's just so tiring to do it. And so even Jesus is saying, listen, if you deny yourself, you're going to be less tired even. Okay? You're just going to be less tired. And then he asks us this question right here. And this is what we kind of have to come to. Um, he says, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. And maybe the simplest thing to do is just to adjust our, our view to go, this is good what he's saying. This is a good thing. Right? But he asks the question, what good will it be? What good will it be if you got everything you wanted, the way you wanted it, how you wanted it, on the timeline you wanted it? You got all of that, but when you met Jesus, there was nothing there. Right? That's the question he asked. That's the question we've got to take with us and go, wow, there's a lot of things I want 
and there's a lot of things I want in a specific time frame, okay? And you know, as you get older, it's like, there's times, man, I wanna get married, I wanna have kids, I wanna have a house, I wanna have a car, I wanna have a job, I wanna have money, I wanna have a savings account, I wanna have a retirement account, I want all these things. Okay. And then it's this idea right here of, of going, what if I got all of that? I want notoriety. I want to be famous. I want to be loved. I want to be, okay, what if you got all of that? Would it be worth it? Because here's the one thing every human being who's ever been uh, created, ever, will have in common. We're going to see Jesus, like, right in front of us at some point. Uh, you got to think about that. that. That's not a theory. That actually will happen. All right? And, and, and he will know everything. He'll know absolutely everything, and there's only one thing that's going to matter. Uh, are you in him or not? That, that's it. If we've walked with him, and again, I'm not talking about you had a salvation experience, but that you've walked with him, you've denied yourself, you've taken up your cross, you've followed him, you love people the way he loves you. Okay. And he's going to look and say, man, oh, there's me, go on, come on. But then could you imagine standing up in front of Jesus and him going, uh, who, who are you? Like, I don't know you, right? Have you ever been so panicked and so scared that you can, you're, you'll miss something? All right, maybe it's been a, a, air, you know, a trip at the airport or a train or a bus or something like that where you're just like panicking that I'm going to miss it, all right? Can you imagine what it would be like if we missed this? Like, there's not a, a do-over. There's this idea of no. And, and, you know, I don't know if Jesus would do this or not, but what if he sat us down and go, remember I... I gave you this, and I gave you this, and I gave you, remember that? I gave you all these things, and I kept loving you, and I kept putting people in your life, and I kept putting my word in your life, and you went after what you wanted to go after, okay? So this is tough. This is tough. What do we do with this, okay? Here's the single thing. Okay, well, two. I'll give you two things for me. Number one, um, I have to live my life in a way that I'm constantly telling myself, it's not about me. It's not about me. Okay. Come on, Keith, stop, stop trying to draw attention to yourself. Keith, stop trying to do this. Stop, stop trying to make yourself look good. Stop trying to get your point across. Stop trying to think your opinion is the best. Stop trying to, listen, fall in line with Jesus, okay? And understand, he knows how to do this. All right, so there's a lot of opinions I have that Jesus would go, that, that's not mine. <laughs> You died to that, Keith, okay? It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And here's the other side of it. This is a byproduct of a deep and faithful prayer life. It is really, I found, very difficult to be in the presence of God for an extended period of time, and this isn't what he starts working on. All right? Because I can't tell you how many things are in my prayer journal did I look at it and I'm like, but this is more about making my life good. <laughs> this, is more, this is more about me. This is more about making my life easier. This is more, and I can hear Jesus going, dude, it's not about you. Does it have to be that way, Keith, or can I do it my way? Okay, because I can, I don't know, you can. I can direct God in my prayer life. No, no, Jesus, you want to do it this way. Well, why, why would I do it that way, Keith? Well, it's easier for me. <laughs> right? And so again, this is, this is one of those things. We can get fooled by it. We can get fooled by it. We need each other. And here's another thing. And, and, and again, it's this idea of, of, you know, I think probably having a PhD in selfishness. 
that has come up in my mind too is it's very easy even in church setting to go, yeah, yeah, I do need my brothers and sisters. I do need the body of Christ. I do need that because who else is going to help me get what I want? Like, no, no, I want the Christian life and then they're the ones that encourage me to do what I want to do. All right. And see, that's very different than this idea of, of hey, Jesus, you're teaching me. I got some junk that needs to be worked out. But, but can, can your plan be what I can form around? Okay. And, and the great thing is, is that, um, <laughs> the great thing is, is Jesus has shown over and over and over again. He's not like standing over us, like, you know, the school teacher getting ready to hit you with a ruler or something. He's this idea of, it, which, is, which is awesome, right? It's the Holy Spirit. He's like, no, I'm going to put myself in you to walk with you. That, that's a good thing. Oh, you mean you taught me this lesson and you're going to walk with me? This is good. Okay, we've got to be thinking about it in this way. So, so hopefully this has been challenging. <laughs> I know for me, man, this is, this is tough. And I feel more and more like the world is pushing against this. Okay, and, and I'm, when I say that, I mean pushing into the church with this, okay? It's, it's, it's becoming like, I can palpable, like to feel like the, the world is just like trying to crush and, and we've got to go, hold on a minute. Now, Jesus, this is what you said. And, and there are times I feel like I don't even know what to do with that, but you do. And, and maybe all I can do is pray. Maybe all I can do is get with brothers and sisters. Maybe all I can do is read my Bible. Thank you.